so I think the news app is finally figured out that it can't always be bad all the time and has started just giving me the most delightful little articles about nice things happening in the world. Uh, for example, there's a lot of people doing sidewalk chalk art, like inspirational stuff, like, you know, be like NASA, give people space, cute things like that. There are these people doing these um, art painting challenges where you have to recreate in your home a famous piece of artwork that the Met's doing, and that's really cool. Then there is the couple in Italy and their pet gerbils who have made something really particularly special. Uh, they have created an art gallery for their gerbils. It is the cutest thing I've ever seen. It is recreations of famous paintings. We are not doing this for our cats. <laughs> we are not doing this for our cats. I repeat for the third time, we are not doing this for our cats. I mean, they've got like gerbil with a pearl earring, and they've got the gerbil scream. Oh, oh, oh! You, okay, you misspoke. Then you said, or I thought I heard that they did it for their gerbils. Yeah, it's an art gallery by gerbils for gerbils. It's gerbil artwork that is only visited by gerbils. I'm gonna put some pictures on the Facebook so you all can see it. It's quite adorable, and it is giving me hope for the future. And the gallery actually looks very beautiful, very tasteful and classy. Like I'd like to visit this. The floors are beautiful, and I really like the architecture. I you want to see? I think you just want to leave the house right now. I really do want to leave the house. Can we leave yet? <laughs> no, no, we can't. Should we bring some more people here? Uh, you know, I think we can. And uh, <gasps> magic! Look, it's it's our wonderful friends. Say hi, guys. Hi guys! <laughs> From across the across the wavelengths, across the internet, they return to us. Even <laughs> here in the room, the screen is six feet away from us, so it's almost like we're still observing <laughs> social distancing rules. It's at least three foot. I mean, my arm is like three foot long, so. Because yeah, she's Paige. Sh he's Sam. And that's Aaron. And she's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to the, the idea. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so <laughs> weird. Well, Fun I fact, I introduced myself as Sam earlier today, and I said <laughs> that he was Paige's new neighbor, so they think we're really cool. Hey. It's a Sam and Sam. Like, oh, that's cool. That's well, cool. You guys have well, matching names. Said, I was like, I'm Sam and he's Paige. Wait. Hmm. I was about to let her roll with it. I'm like, they'll figure it out. It's fine. It was like new neighbors moving in, so <laughs> we walked past them yesterday as they're like juggling their three tiny children and trying <laughs> to unload all their stuff. Because you can't hire movers right now. No. We just walked past them yesterday. But then today, we saw them again outside doing some work. So we said something today. And we're just trying to... I'm trying to act normal. Because I don't want to scare them off. They just moved to the <laughs> neighborhood. so normal. And then, then here comes Paige saying, like, Hey, our names are crazy. <laughs> so, so first impressions is everything. What, Crucial. Uh, You've already messed it up. You now have to move. Far away. Pack your bags and run. What a time to move, though in the middle of all this yeah well they closed on that house like over a month ago yeah it was before lockdown so. that house is the only no, safe space left in the neighborhood yeah. that we used to live in there was a house like on the corner like right next to a very busy street and uh the house like i don't know how long it had been on the market but it definitely was on the market and then like two days later um i was driving by it and it was already sold so i i don't know how long it had been on the market before people then. still buying people still selling I can't imagine trying to do that right now. Not even a little yep. bit. It is astounding. Uh, it, it sucks. We'll just tell you right now because we're still 
in the market for a new house and uh yeah we're looking yeah. obviously can't do anything right now but perusing making little wish lists one day yes. i definitely a little shirt next to it yeah like <laughs> like um i i have heard that uh, some real real estate people are doing some sort of like virtual tours like where you like they basically like facetime you and you're like okay can i see this can i see that but you have to trust the realtor a lot to I get mean, to that point because you might, they might have been like, oh, yeah, these are really nice. And then, like, they're not really moving Look. the cabinet doors at all. At that point, isn't it just an interactive HGTV show? Kind of, yeah. yeah. You know, there's possibility there for some really nice programming on television. A little drama, a little high Bro, stakes no human drama. What was that? Check out the basement or the attic. Press one on your phone for attic, <laughs> press two on your phone for basement. So the house phone instead of the movie phone. <laughs> Press yeah. one for the attic. Press two for the basement. Like American Idol, where you could like text your votes in, but yes. instead of using a winner, you're just like, I want to see this now. So the show would have to be live. It's getting crazy. There's a furniture store in our town that started just bidding off all the furniture in the store because what else are you going to do? It's it's only a matter of time before it starts happening for houses. We just started buying houses for five thousand dollars. Hey, we wouldn't mind that. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I love all the uh, memes. It's like millennials waiting for the housing market to crash so they can buy cheap houses. Any second now, guys. It's going to happen. Any second now. That's a little dark. Should we do the plug party and then get into the movie? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Again, I, I said this last time, but the term plug party just sounds really sexual. <laughs> Would you be more or less comfortable if I said it was intentional or unintentional? Yes. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. At Married to the Idea, you can email us at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com. We are on SoundCloud, iTunes, and if you want to throw a couple dollars our way during these uncertain times, you can visit us at Patreon, patreon.com slash Married to the Idea. There's even a groovy little button that they've given all of us creators right on the front page where you can click to support. It's very exciting. Uh, and it's ribbed for her pleasure. Indeed it is. <laughs> uh, we are also working on our second podcast, Keep Beach City Quarantined, a chill appreciation fan cast of Steven Universe. We record live every week on Tuesday nights at 5. So if you want to watch the chunk of episodes we are watching and then tune in, you can comment and question us live and be included on the podcast. Sam, Paige, what would you like to plug in the plug party? That was sexual. <laughs> well i brought the oh, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god. god i can see it from here <laughs> well i mean i'm really just like only doing instagram posts these days so i guess you can find me at page Bromberg design on instagram really nobody <laughs> nowhere else so page i've been um, watching your little video typography it's fantastic yes. i love it thanks Right before I was furloughed, I learned how to make GIFs on Photoshop, and now I can't stop. So. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time to practice. That's a yes. good uh, skill. I might need to be shown these uh, tutorials oh, because... Yeah. It's so easy. You'll love it. Yeah. I actually, like, I found some sort of, like, instructable uh, instructions a long time ago to make, like, a repeating GIF. Uh, and uh, I did a video of my dad lighting a firecracker in a really cool way. So I've always, I think I even still have that video somewhere, but always wanted to make a gif out of that. But um, do it. Yeah, like I, I might need to, I might have need to have that sent my way. But Aaron is yeah. a man who has specific <laughs> meme needs. 
<laughs> that's not mean. That's just really no. Cool. I know. I just know that whenever you type a response on things, you search for just the most expressive particular meme. None of this. You mean first gifs? level? None of this first tier. Do you gifs. mean gifs? Yeah. yeah. Do you mean gifs? Gifs. 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 Huh? What did you say? You say gifs, Elizabeth? Mm -mm. I do not. Only okay, choosy moms good. choose I gif. Think you were a monster. Yeah, because it's not graphics interchange <laughs> formats. No wife of mine. Sam, do you have any plugs that you would like to do? No. <laughs> I promise that we'll record <laughs> our last episode sometime. Oh, yeah. We still haven't wrapped up our old podcast, Paige and Sam Plan a Wedding. Yeah, it'll happen, though. I Spoiler mean, alert, we're married now. Yeah, <laughs> so we got to... What? Give, what? Got to give everybody the chilling conclusion. <laughs> Was I there? Y'all were there. Oh, wait, that's right. <laughs> They fulfilled. <laughs> they fulfilled their end of the deal. I oh, mean, yeah, they did oh, get we married. Get in before Big Rona came along. So. Yeah, yeah, that was Gosh, a. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say, not even kidding. Like two weeks after the wedding, everything started getting locked down. That was the was, end. Well, that's when the travel ban started coming in, and then the term at the school I work at ended. And right after that, that's when they started shuffling everybody out, moving everything online for the next term. Everybody's working from home. So had we had the wedding even one or two weeks later, a lot of guests couldn't have come. Mm -hmm. And I know people who still had their weddings, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I saw, you guys I are the reason it's still spreading. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I saw pictures of people who uh, had like still were able like to do it at the church that they were supposed to do at, uh, but they – uh, did like cardboard cutouts of all the people. Like they just went and like, <laughs> cut cardboard of people. So sweet. Uh, and like I think they even like wrote their names on them or something like that. That's pretty of, cute. Like, of all the people Aww. that are supposed yeah, to be I there. I know a lot of elopements have been happening. Yeah, it's been uh, this 2020 is going to be a weird ass year for this kind of stuff. So yeah, already is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was so weird because February for like Liz and I, we went on three different or. No, sorry. I went on three different trips. Lizon went on two of those with me. Four for me. Oh, you went on four? Yeah, I also had my women's retreat. Oh yeah, that's right. So we did. So we did like a bunch of trips in February, and right as February ended, like Rona, you know, rolled into town. So did you just run into Rona because that's pretty fabulous. Rona came in. I cannot take credit because Paige literally just did that. Rona. <laughs> Just swept through our listening. town. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Copyright, yeah, trademark. We'll eventually do a post-mortem for the wedding. And maybe we'll have to wait like a year to update you on Honeymoon because we got to cancel that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, guys. When, um, you don't have to tell us where, but when was that supposed to be? It was supposed to be end of June, end of June, early July. Yeah, but I'm using all my PTO right now to get paid, so. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. No, but Fair. hey, if we had if we have to postpone one of the two things, I'd rather have the wedding and postpone the honeymoon. One hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah, I completely understand that. Um, uh, and I hope things, for a lot of reasons, but uh, for a very selfish reason, I hope things return to a bit of normalcy before like the, uh, end of May, uh, because both of us turn thirty in June. It's going to be so oh, chill. Oh, right. It's going to be so quiet. Yeah. Fingers crossed. So quiet. Yeah, his sister turns 30 in like a little over a week. Yeah. Aww. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so bad. Gra Grace, now. right? Yeah. yeah. Poor thing. Poor Grace. Um, it was so nice being able to see her during the wedding. 
Um, but as as much as our listeners love us just hanging out on uh, on a podcast forum, to go they back. don't want to hear us talk about people they don't know or care about. Absolutely, absolutely, that's what they pay for. Let's return <laughs> to a simpler. I was going to make a reference to your another like you know hanging out with your uncle uh, was just so awesome during the wedding. You know? Which one? Uh, the one at your table at the table that we sat at. I can't remember. Weren't there name. three of them only in the same name? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's Bob. the exact one I was talking Bob. about. Bob, Uncle Bob, oh, Uncle yeah, Bob, and Uncle Bob. Your uncle. Not even one of my uncles. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, we're going to go back. We're going to go back to a simpler time. Before <laughs> all this, before 2000s, to a, to a little known year called 1998. And a little known actress introduced to the world <laughs> as Lindsay Lohan. I hope to God that comes through on the recording. <laughs> if you heard it, it came through. Oh, my God, yes. Called The Parent Trap. Duh. All right, so we have some cool perspectives on this. I grew up with this movie. Paige grew up with the original Parent Trap that the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap was based on. So we're going to be able to do some compare and contrast, which I'm always a fan of. Um, But I think the more important question is why we still all love this freaking movie. I uh, definitely was tar- tearing it to shreds, and then at a couple points I looked at. The, uh, oh, oh no! Just, just hang on. Aaron hang doesn't on. know how to play nice anymore. Ever since he became a podcaster, now everything oh. is fair. Oh, we gotta have cake. It's meat for the grinder. It's all hot takes. Can't just enjoy things no more. I, I I've become uh, a little bit more discerned, discerning, uh, with my movie viewing. Uh, when I enjoy things, I fully enjoy it. But when I don't enjoy it, there's reasons why. Uh, however, there were definitely a few moments in this movie I looked at Liz. I'm like, this is so nice. Like it's so wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't. I, like, I will also be the first person who loves this movie to call out that the whole premise is a bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like there, I still love it. <laughs> I, I I definitely want to talk about the psychology of the whole thing, uh, because I, I swore I've read a uh, article about how like doing this is terrible for the children. But um, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, uh, Sam, did you watch this when you were a kid? A lot, actually. Yeah. Um. Here's the my my relationship to the Parent Trap. My mom. Um, was born in 1960, so she came up in that era of Disney movies when the original came out, and she was a child of divorce. So she told me, like, that was one of her favorite movies when she was growing up because the whole idea of your parents reconciling and everyone coming back together and being happy, that's really appealing to a kid who's kind of gone through the, you know, the ugly side of that. So anyway, all that to say, when she finally had kids, she showed us because it's a, something to put on to shut us up, and she <laughs> knew it was a good movie that was child-appropriate. But I loved it. You know, it's a really fun movie, and it's just uh, you know, had some funny moments in it for me. So, of course, in 98, when the remake came out, my family went straight to that theater to check it out. And, I mean, at the time, I thought, wow, this is great. They even had so many cool callbacks. I didn't use the term callback. I didn't know what that <laughs> meant when I was that age. But so many callbacks to the original, and this Lindsay Lohan seemed really cool. And seeing it as an adult now, like, it really holds up. And, of course... At the time, when it came out on VHS, we bought it. 
I have two sisters, so I was always outvoted. So I wanted to watch Star Wars. They wanted to watch Parent Trap. We always watched Parent Trap. So <laughs> I watched it a lot growing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so much that when I quoted something very, very obscure within like the first month of knowing Sam, he got it. And I had to get up and give him a hug because <laughs> I was so impressed. Okay, you got you got to tell me what that reference was. About October 11th. Oh, October. Okay, yeah. Someone said October 11th, and I was like, hey. and he was like, oh yeah, like Hallie and Andy's birthday, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> and that's you. when and that's when Paige knew. <laughs> and now we're married. Yeah. <laughs> so funny you bring up October 11th because that was the scene where Aaron started screaming at the movie because <laughs> literally these two young women are oh. identical to each other in every conceivable way and then they say we have the same birthdays <gasps> now it's weird and aaron just starts <laughs> yelling at them I, pause you guys look identical unpause <laughs> but uh real There's quick a lot of elements of the premise where you can pause and just kind of shout at them because yeah. it's like bullshit okay moving on like I, I have a real love-hate relationship with Disney Plus right now. Like, Disney Plus has provided a lot of this stuff, but it's still withholding a lot, too. So I'm just like, so I'm really glad that I could watch this through Disney Plus and just go pause, like, yeah. God damn it. Pause. All right, pause. I need to take a breath, a breath, and a break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just a like, break. <sighs> and recompose. Uh, but yes. uh, real quick, uh, speaking of Star Wars, Sam, uh, definitely going to buy a double-bladed stunt lightsaber. Ooh, just for funsies? Uh, it's part of a deal. If I'm allowed to buy special artist paints, Aaron's allowed to buy a double-bladed lightsaber. One of these things is useful and practical. The other lightsaber, yes. is <laughs> paint. So it had to happen. Uh, so during February, we went to uh, all these trips. We went to a smaller convention in uh, Chattanooga, and they had an event called Saber Idol which is basically a uh, bunch of people get up on stage at one at a time and dance slash fight with the stunt sabers. And if you hit yourself with the lights, you're out because you killed yourself because it's a lightsaber. Yeah. But like whoever has the best routines um, or like can show like the best fights and stuff like that um, advance throughout the rounds. And our buddy John, who uh, was my best man and you know friend of the podcast, he just joined on a lark and got all the way up to the final round. So Aaron figured, okay, well I could definitely get in next year now if that's what kind of challengers I'm looking at here. Absolutely, he came in third place. Never Dang. did it before that day. And like there was a couple people who had been doing it for a while, including a guy who had his own double bladed stunt saber. Uh, and who was a little upset afterwards. So that's why. I would guess the double-bladed saber might be harder to use effectively, right? We have been practicing or... some bow staff fighting, but you're right. It has to be modified because you can't touch either end of the bow staff, which is the appeal of the bow staff is that it's a long-distance and short-quarters weapon. A double-bladed lightsaber is not. Yeah. Do I sound like I really know what I'm talking about? I don't. You? I, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You uh you definitely uh you definitely were very good on that go, so like, uh, you can only watch sure. you can only watch him spin around the stick for so long in the yard before you're like mm, okay I'll try that so you like Star Wars kid in your garage Aaron no <laughs> in my yard because I have a nice yard that uh, oh, is a okay. little is actually a little secluded so it's nice uh, only you can Just only see sure one area videotape yourself actually <laughs> I'm uh, doing that next time I need it to be a tape. Okay. <laughs> an actual videotape with like the graininess 
Uh, yep. It's the only way it works. You date in the bottom. Bust out that little Sony Handycam, put in the mini DV tape. Oh my god, I think yeah, I actually had one of those. Just let it roll. Mm-hmm. I missed so that. So it's recording, and you can hear the hey in the background. Extra point oh. if the wind blows and it knocks it over. <laughs> so uh, if Lindsay Lohan had fought herself with a lightsaber, would that be like the Ray fight from Last Jedi, you thinking? Uh, no, because that would have actually been, you know, satisfying. Um, I mean, they do fence. It's kind of like a yeah. lightsaber duel. That was more satisfying than <laughs> the the Ray versus Ray fight in the Last Jedi. So really was, or, really was. Well, I, I think we need to take a quick step back because we've all said something to the effect of there are elements of the story that are just, you know, let's just let's just lay them on the table. What are those elements that we say are bullshit that of course would never really happen, but makes for a good movie? Paige? Here, you take this kid. I never want to see that one ever again. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. the easiest well, way to go. Like I swear I've read a article where they talk about like if someone actually did this and like never talked about it and then like if they ever figured that out it's would be psychologically scarring to them, both yeah. of them, because basically you've taken their and not only is it a sibling, but it's an entire other person that sh- they are completely connected with. Um cuz I think they've done studies and stuff like that. Sorry, this is semi-off topic, but I think it's on Hulu. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a documentary or series or I don't know. It's something called Three Identical Strangers where there are three guys who two of them find each other. And then the last one is like, wait, I look exactly like both of them. And they're all triplets. Oh, no. Oh, heard of that? oh my God. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do believe parts of it get very grim. <laughs> yeah. So obviously this uh parent trap idea does kind of gloss over some of the more gross Traumatic. details. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a little more fun than it really is. Um okay, I got one. Uh continuing to to shame and demoralize and belittle step parents trying to fit into a family that they've never been a part of and how brave and hard that is. So let's just Make her evil and want to send the kid off to boarding school because we couldn't have a complex or developed person or have to figure maybe the dad moved on after 11 years and met somebody new that he likes. No, she has there to be has evil. Has to be a villain. Has to be a villain. Couldn't just be the entropy of their years apart. No, there must be a concrete woman who shrieks <laughs> weird. For children. Boring. Too complex for children. Um, <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, like it couldn't be that they just don't mesh well that you know he's like changing who he is instead of being who he wants to be like you know like hey you know i'd love to go to a steakhouse for dinner no we're gonna go to a vegan place because we're vegan now twister comes to mind where the new wife that bill paxton wants to marry is i mean she's nice she's very nice and charming but she's not a she's not a twister hunter like his ex is and that's what they really do together they twist oh jamie gertz you don't deserve uh, Bill Paxton doesn't deserve you. <laughs> no one, no one does. I mean, just yeah. when Gertz. it's a movie for adults, you can have the nuance of like, well, this is technically a good partner on paper, but it's just not right. Children don't get that. Like, you can. I don't like this movie much, but you can draw a similarity to the Notebook because they changed it from the Book Book when they made the movie. In that, um, the whatever, James Marsden's character. Apparently in the book, he was an a-hole. But in the movie, he's actually, like, a good dude and, like, on paper, a good match for Rachel McAdams. What was her name? Allie. 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 Good match for Allie, sure. But, like, 
she just wasn't herself around him and she doesn't, you know, she doesn't truly like, you know, that's nuance adults can get. But for a kid's movie, you do need a very obvious villain. You need a very obvious source of antagonism to rally the troops behind. Uh, side note, the book book is the name of my new self-autobiography. The book book? The book book. It sounds nice. like me. Uh, Sam, uh, what was the part that really, uh, like, stuck out? you like, well, that's that's weird. There were a few, a few, and I think we can touch on them individually as we recap the plot gradually. But um, a lot of what you said, Paige, like the idea of just the parents getting divorced and thinking the best way forward is to just each take a kid and say, all right, see you never. No <laughs> way this will backfire. Deuces. That's kind of dumb. Neither parent, despite how beautiful and successful they were, either dated or got remarried in the 11 years they were divorced. Yeah, I do think they make a small point at the end when Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson are kind of catching up and talking and they're like, oh yeah, you know, you were dueling on napkins and now you're this like big wig fashion icon and oh yeah, you were always talking about this and now you have your own vineyard, blah, 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 Parker Knoll. And you know, I think they kind of made it seem like if they had been together, they wouldn't be as successful in their work life. I know there was a weird twist with that, too. It made it seem like, as usual, I think that sometimes movies tend to skew negatively towards married people. Like, oh, once you're married, you can't do anything anymore. You just entropy, wither and die. Like, you couldn't possibly have desires or motivations anymore. No, they it even all dies when you say I do. They even, like, uh, she says it at, like, the very end um, where she says something like, how are we going to have, like, this, like, big you know intercontinental yeah like like all this and all that and you expect me to, and she like completely glosses over it when she says that but like how are they you know he has a life in napa california napa valley california and remember this and is she... 1998 you can't just make wedding dresses anywhere you can't just make <laughs> them online this is not instagram and you know <laughs> he has a full winery it's like that's yeah, he takes a People lot of horseback rides with his daughter. I don't think shop in Napa, and he gets a vineyard in England. Yeah, bing, bang, boom. Absolutely, you your time. Great wine growing soil out in the UK. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's running that vineyard. He takes way too many horsey rides and hangs out with his fiance way too much. <laughs> I mean, he has enough money to hire. Early. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it's too early to ask this question. Do it. But if you had to pick between Hallie and Annie, which would you rather be? Like, oh, oh wait, hang on, hang on. That's a loaded question. Uh, like, like, I, there, there's, like, I think there's two questions. Like, like, who would you rather be, or who would you rather like hang out with? Because like, you had to uh, pick one of these kids, divorce your significant other, and take them across the world. Which one are you taking? Uh, Annie. No, no, no. Don't, don't be in the mindset of the parent. No, like, okay. Who would you rather? Who did you want to hang out with? And who did you want to be? Oh, okay. Th that's still is, oh. okay. That's a two part question. Okay. So who would you rather be? Like, which of the twins you would rather be, or and who would you rather hang out with? I, I'm, I'm honest. I'd say probably Annie for both, because like, um, don't get me wrong. Uh, and I'll, I could talk about that a little bit later. I do really like Dennis Quaid's character, and I really, really, really love Jesse. I just love the home life of Annie and uh, Natasha Richardson's character, because um, I love the grandfather. I love the butler. Um, and I just I love that dynamic that they have, and I um, just want the butler. <laughs> dude, that butler was awesome. I loved him as a kid. 
and rewatching him, like he and Jesse are probably my favorite characters in the entire movie. So, dope, yeah. um, but I probably probably and then Annie just uh like as Lohan plays her, Annie just even though she's a little bit more stuck up, she's still nicer overall, and she still like wants to like. When, whenever the problems arise, she's always like the clear-headed one. Like whereas Holly is like though like more. I don't know uh, what's the best way to say it. She's always the one that like jumps into danger. Whereas like Annie's like, no, we should think about this logically. Holly's like, let's just do it. <laughs> so I, I did come up with the parent swap idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I'm gonna uh, uh, my my answers are Annie and Annie. So. Um. I'm uh, going to completely go the opposite direction, as I often do. I'm going to go Howie. Howie is definitely the more antagonistic. She definitely starts the fights more, but I think that she's fun. I think it shows her getting along well with other girls. It seems like she'd be able to play a prank but still hold her own. Personally, though, I think it's really because the relationship that she builds with her new mother is just so genuine and beautiful they spend so much time making that look great when they go to the photo shoot together when they walk in the rain when they just go and hang out in bed and she's making her calls like it's all so beautiful and i think they kind of do a disservice to annie by saying okay you got your dad back but now we're immediately dropping in a new problem you gotta fix this don't don't you don't get time to spend with your dad you have to just worry about breaking him up with his new fiance and i think it suffers for that so, I'm going to go with Hallie. I think her story arc is more defined and uh, interesting. Plus Dennis Quaid. Plus Dennis Quaid. But that has yeah. nothing to do with Hallie, so. <laughs> Sam. Um, you said the question was, who would you rather be? Mm-hmm. I got to go with Hallie as well. She definitely seems like she's, you know, that, that spontaneity makes for a little more intrigue, a little more interest. Also, she grew up on a damn vineyard with a horse and a nanny making her all this awesome food all the time. She's clearly got a good metabolism because she seems to eat a lot and, uh, you know, doesn't gain too much weight from it. I would love that gift as well. So for the similar reasons Liz said, um, if I had to pick one to be, I would definitely be Hallie because that life just seems super fun. To hang out with, though... Being with people like that, like Hallie, can be exhausting, so I'd probably hang out with Annie. She's like the kind of bring it back, keep it chill kind of presence I need <laughs> in my life. That's why I married Paige. Aww. Aww. Aren't you just so sweet? All right, Paige, tear him apart. Oh, later. <laughs> Finish uh, him. Well, as far as who I would rather be, hands down, Annie, because I am not a country girl. I am a city girl, and I definitely want to live in London with Natasha Richardson. Um, I may, if if I will, sub out Martin for Chessie. <laughs> At me. Well, <laughs> then you don't have a sommelier in your house. I don't. I don't. But then you're, I don't know. Um, anyways, so if I can substitute that, I, I would. But if I can't, I get it. I'd still be Annie. Um and then as far as to hang out with, it's because I feel like when I was 1998 Paige, I was definitely a Hallie. Like I got the haircut. I did the blue nails. 
um, all that fun stuff of emulating the you know poking a, a, a needle through your ear with an apple behind it. You know, you're just going all. My ears already pierced, but I would have done it again. <laughs> Aaron is um, so sweet. He's like, "What's the apple for?" <laughs> <laughs> I was 12 um, years old when I went to Walmart and I got one of those guns. Right in the ear. Uh-huh. Aaron, Aaron had an ear pierced. Oh, yeah. My ear is pierced. Ear. Yep. Mine was, too, when I was in college. So. Mm-hmm. He was that kid. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yeah. So, I think I would ha- I would want to say hang out with Annie also just because their dynamic is nice and balanced. Um, also, I'm pretty sure she speaks French, so that's cool. Oh yeah, she does. And yeah, she yeah. like when she gets stressed, she speaks French. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You speak French? Uh but yeah, that's uh I I that was a really cool question, uh, Paige. I about called you Annie. I about called you Annie. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <laughs> you are welcome. Uh we're all going by our twin names now. Uh <laughs> that is a really cool that was a really cool question. Um and do you think that's a good point to enter yeah. into our sponsor dome? I, I I think that is a great place to enter into the sponsor dome. So two sponsors enter, one sponsor leaves. I'm sorry, I hit your mic. I get really excited about the sponsor dome. So I actually have the um, the sponsor for today. Uh, so it's just going to be a big block for me talking. Uh, the Facebook group Hero Quarters or Heroes Quarters, uh, Heroes Quarter. Uh, Which one is it? It can't I be all three. I don't know. <laughs> if you search on Facebook, you can find it. Um, has a very really uh, supportive community, especially in this quarantine right now. Uh, they um, there's a book where you can get. Um, it's called the Heroes uh, Heroes it. Journal. Uh, and it gives you uh, quests and everything like that each day that you can follow along. It gives you something fun to do each day, like, you know, take a walk outside, um, try a drink that you've never had before, um, you know, call a friend that you haven't talked to in, you know, two weeks or something like that. Uh, this is the Facebook group of the people who created that. And, uh, you know, it gives you – they have, like, a PDF and everything like that to um, – uh, to do and like they have like coloring pages and stuff like that and it's like you know the side quest today is um you know rewatch a movie that you've seen a hundred times you know like the parent trap um or uh um re uh visit a book series that you've uh left behind or um make sure you drink five glasses of water you know, a, a lot of fun stuff, and the community for this group is uh, has been really supportive. Um, we were talking about bow staff spinning earlier. Um, I posted a picture that I went outside and was doing a little bit of that in, in the morning, and I had like uh, a bunch of people liking the post, and I actually had about three people tell me, like, thanking me for posting because like two of them had um, sons who actually just got into bow staff and were like kind of awkward about still doing it because they weren't sure if like anyone else was still doing it in the middle of the quarantine and like you know i, I wrote like a response it was like yeah i'm i've got a backyard so i'm, I'm doing it and one of them was like yeah my son literally got a bow staff right before the quarantine uh orders hit so um he wasn't sure if he you know would still do it and i was like i just literally go in my backyard and i do some spins i can show you some youtube videos and then another mother is like He's he's been doing it, but he kind of got out of it because he uh, again he was unsure because of the quarantine is like 
he's just got to keep going with it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And this other guy was like, dude, thank you so much. I've actually been a little depressed with all of this and like seeing that other people are just like literally going to the yards and, you know, doing like even just simple training. And like, and I said, like, I am not I, like, I literally just started doing this stuff. Like I've only been doing this for like two weeks now. And, um, I'm still a, a complete novice at this. And like, people were like thanking me for it. It was real. It's a real supportive community. And it's, uh, I highly recommend if you want something to do during this, uh, and if you're actually uh, kind of geeky like us, I would highly recommend the hero quarters, um, or heroes quarter. Uh, but today's show is also brought to you by audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook <laughs> with a 30 day trial membership. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash married to the idea to get started today. Remember that is T-O, uh, not letter two or number two <laughs> or T-W-O. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. Uh, today's book, we wanted to be the original version of The Parent Trap, Lottie and Lisa. Uh, we will talk a bit more about that just because it was fun to research. Uh, unfortunately, that isn't a book on Audible, but you know what is on Audible? This little book series called Harry Potter. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's pretty dope. And we think that you'd really enjoy listening to it because... Every five-year-old I know, and I know a lot of five-year-olds, are all starting to read this book for the very first time because guess what? Books exist past the time that you got them, and now they're all like, did you know about Lord Voldemort? Did you know he put his soul into a diary? Did you know? And like, yes, but it's so good that you now know too. So we're going to recommend Aaron's favorite book in the series, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, number three. We also recommend it because uh, Paige uh, just got done reading it, right, Paige? Starting it. Starting it, okay. Uh, so, yeah, we definitely recommend that. Um, it's 11 hours and 49 minutes, so it definitely will take a good chunk of your time. Uh, if there are other versions out there, they're probably fine. Please go for the Jim Dale versions because Jim Dale is a treasure um, he was the narrator on this little show called Pushing Daisies, and that show was awesome. So I highly recommend that show, not only uh, because it has Jim Dale, but also has an amazing cast. <laughs> All right. Back to the movie. So, who wants to hear about some Nazis? <laughs> Me! <laughs> oh boy. So, I said this before we started recording, yes. but the last time I was on your podcast, we talked about Nazis a lot, so now I'm starting to see a trend here. There's a theme. We absolutely <laughs> never talk about Nazis, Nazis unless you're here, so there's something going on here. So we really wanted to see, hey, you know, if it's a Disney movie, it must have been based on some sort of property beforehand. That's usually how these things go down. So, uh, What was Robin Hood based on? <laughs> Would you like me to pull out the Robin Hood book that's right over here on the shelf? In what? the library where Robin we record. Book. I know, right, right, what? right. So, The Parent Trap was originally this uh, book called Lottie and Lisa. The original German title is Das Doppelett Lochten, which is The Double Lottie, which again, great name for a book. And it was about twin girls separated at birth who meet at summer camp. Like, it's like, the exact same premise. Uh, the interesting thing about it is that it originally started out during World War II as a uh, movie scenario that got aborted. In 1942, when for a brief time he was allowed to, by the Nazi authorities to work as a screenwriter, he proposed it 
under the name The Great Secret, but before he could proceed, the Nazis once again forbade him to work. So basically, the Nazis just kept yanking this guy's chain for five years, saying, nope, yes, nope, yes, nope, no. Uh, after the war, he finally got to write the thing, and it got adapted into film after that. And I thought that was really nice, that he was able to get his story out, even with the Nazis breathing down his neck. What was his name? Uh, his name is... Eric Kastner. Herr Kastner, you can work on your book, but only for a few days, and only between the hours of 11.39 and 11.40. <laughs> We're not you, Zuzia. We're very mean and evil. Talk to us about the double latte. What does it mean? Who are these two girls? Who would be so mean to separate twins at birth? That is terrible. Including the cat coming up behind me. This cat is really stuck on the back of his chair in limbo. It can't come up. It can't come down. It's just, it's just hanging. Scar, brother. He is Help right me. now. He is mufasaing so hard on the back of this chair. He's gone now. Oh, good. He's gone now. All right. Well, <laughs> enough about Nazis and and cats. Disney. <laughs> More about Disney Nazis. Um. So this movie has some nostalgic roots for all of us, it seems like, because uh, Sam grew up, grew up with it, uh, and so did actually all of us, I believe, because uh, we were all alive in 1998. But Sam and Paige grew up with our the original version, so I'm interested to hear from you guys, like, what are the, like, the big core main differences going on between these two versions? Well... Can I just tell the story of me viewing the 1998 Parents Trap really quick? Yes. For the first time? For the first time. Oh, you so absolutely didn't share it before I, the podcast started. Go on. <laughs> My bad for not speaking up. But <laughs> so I was in love with the Har Harry Mills, Haley Mills version. <laughs> and um, just because like I watched that era movies with my mom all the time. We watched pretty much every Doris Day movie together. Um, and a few Haley Mills ones. I was obsessed with Pollyanna as well. And also That Darn Cat, which I watched kind of recently and I still know the score. So that can tell you how many times I watched that. Um, anyways, so I went into the theater being like, why did they remake this? It, it's just going to be awful. You know, like going into Disney live action movie now. And um, so, well, first of all, we were very late to the movies. And I picked it up and sat down when they were fencing. So I missed a lot. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I know. I know. The whole setup. So, gone. Uh, yeah. So the whole, like, ripping of the picture on the cruise and, like, all that kind of stuff. Totally over my head. Um, but I don't think it was. I mean, I think I went out loving it and then just became more and more obsessed once I got the um, VHS. Yes, it was VHS at the time. Um, I was even obsessed with the soundtrack, and I got the one that, um, if you unfolded the the notes and stuff, um, it became a poster of the two characters side by side, one in blue, one in yellow. Um, yeah, it it was a problem. I got to have. I gotta admit, this was a pretty solid, um, a uh, pretty solid soundtrack. Cause like, uh, the beginning song, the end song. I mean, they're pretty stereotypical, like love songs, like you know l is for the way you look but those are really solid songs to have in a love story like this and the score is really good talking about 
you're talking about stereotypical love stuff, you know who wrote this movie, right? <laughs> you said you when we said this, we saw the name, and you're like, "This is someone." Oh my who god! Is this I have to, I have to pull this up. It's, it's Aaron Nancy Myers this. is the one who directed it, and yeah. she has some very. Um, when I say the names of these uh, flicks that she directed, my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> when I when I say the the names of the movies that she directed, it's gonna be like very like uh like they're gonna be very similar in feel, um very like nineties uh good feeling for white people. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. So who is this mystery woman, Aaron? Okay, so Nancy Myers uh directed it. This was actually her directorial debut. Uh, was Parent Trap. Uh, the next one she directed, What Women Want, the Mel Gibson movie, Something's good. Gotta Give, uh, good. The Holiday, Terrific, It's Complicated, and then the next one was The Intern, which I don't really know much about that one. But yeah, it's fine. The it intern, cute. Yeah, The Intern was good. That's that Robert De Niro, Anne Hathaway movie. Oh, I get you. Uh, but, oh, I get you. Um, uh, but, but, um, uh, the um the uh, the fact that you have like what women want and uh the holiday specifically um i never watched something's got to give but like i know enough about it that like these especially just the posters alone like it's very big text in with, with some nice white space with their faces in like these like very kind of harsh close-ups the same it, font every single time yeah, in all oops. of these posters. <laughs> like, oh my God, you're right. Paige is a Paige is a fellow graphic designer. I'm gonna try to get real close up to the camera there. But like, how similar are these posters? I'm gonna say very similar, even though it's just like big, bright white light. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Up. Pull up the yeah. list on I'm your side. It's, it's hysterical. Like it, yeah, a it, black tariff <laughs> font. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, I. Oh no! I was thinking it's complicated. It was a completely Probably different Dido. story. <laughs> like, she also worked on Father of the Bride. Yeah, of course she did. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. she actually selects font. Yeah, like she loves oh the like. God. I love it's complicated. I want to go watch that right now. <laughs> you know, that's one of those movies you listed that I didn't see. I saw something's got to give on an airplane. <laughs> oh my god! I love it's complicated. So I wasn't. Yeah. Because John Krasinski's facial expressions are key in that movie. And I mean, he his facial expressions were key whole, in the office. So. He built his whole career on that. Very true. <laughs> but I mean, I love the holiday. The holiday is not a critical darling by any means, but it's such a good feeling movie. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like those movies all have like a very similar kind of warmth that kind of flows through it. It's and like I, any Meg Ryan or Sandra Bullock movie from the 90s. It's a cozy exact warm blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. For white people. For white people. So. White. There's a lot of white people. It's a very white direction. So They have such, such specific problems. My father runs a vineyard and my mother runs a successful <laughs> wedding dress boutique. How will we ever make it work? Oh gosh, yeah. Or I work this for is a successful movies that Nancy Myers can't take full credit for writing because this was an adaptation, so there was a template she was working. And from. it was written for screen by another guy. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, did they yeah. have um, so, similar professions in the 
Haley Mills version? Um, no. So she, I don't know what she did. She was probably just like your waspy white. I help with charities person. Yeah. And he. She, she was in Boston though, not London. The mom yeah. was in Boston. And he, and they Ooh. were in Carmel, California, instead of Napa. And he just had like a lot of like farmland. So yeah. It was never really expressly said what the parents did. It's just no. you get the impression they do well. Yeah, and, and it was still it. along the same lines of like, oh, Vicky is marrying Mitch because he's very wealthy and uh, so on and so forth. Funny that you bring that up. I don't know, sorry to interrupt. I, I do apologize about that. Uh, but funny you bring that up. Uh, a nice little tidbit from the 98 version, uh, which you may already know. Um, the uh, actress who plays the mother of, uh, not Melissa. Vicky. N- no. Vicky. Meredith. Yeah. Meredith. Thank you. Meredith oh. is named Vicky because she is the same actress who plays Vicky in the Haley Mills version. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. Yeah, I thought wow, those were. Wow, wow. I thought those were cool. Runs in that family connection. So. It does run in the family. I like how the dad is also conniving too. He's like, "Well, if he's got <laughs> millions, I ought to love him already. Especially if he's doing my daughter." <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Cameron says, "Were you curious about where I stand as a character?" <laughs> Now Don't be. Know. Don't be. I'm going to make it really obvious <laughs> for you. I will whore my daughter out for millions of dollars. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, have a daughter. I mean, Meredith is is conniving, without a doubt. Don't get me wrong on this one. But the it never explicitly says that she really doesn't love him. It is implied several times, but it's never, like, even when, uh, you know, even when Annie calls her on it. She's like, listen, I'm marrying your father. We're we're in love, whether you like it or not, and we're getting married. It it plays a, a pretty loose game, considering that after she finds out that her fiance's ex wife is in the same hotel as their twin daughters that they didn't know that she didn't know they had, she just lets them go off for a romantic dinner on a boat. Dun dun gets no words about like maybe you shouldn't go hang out with your ex wife. With your twins on a boat? Uh, uh, Nikki? 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 (laughs) I think it was also implied that the daughters were joining them, and then they ditched. So Yeah. Yeah. Like, these, the the flowers, the candles, the meal, like, what's going on here? (laughs) Can we take a few more steps back? Because there's another aspect of the story that I just can't help but laugh at. Go for it. Like, of course, the likelihood that these children in this situation, that the likelihood they would ever see each other is slim to none. Why, oh why, did both these parents, one in London, one in California, say, hey, let's send our child to this eight-week sleepaway camp in Maine? <laughs> They're 11 years old. Let's ship them to, like, four time zones away for a long-ass period of time because I've heard good things. <laughs> Neither of those kids they have been to that to camp to get before. some GD work done. <laughs> <laughs> Why does the butler come on the first trip, but not on the second <laughs> trip? True. Well, I think it's like, hey, you're in a new country. Let me get you to your destination. Like, I, let I'm me sure. tell your mom that I dropped you off safely. And he says, at the, at, like, when they part, and if you want me to come here to pick you up, too, I can. Only and she's like, away. no, no, no. I am an adult. I I could get on a plane by myself. I make my own decisions. You are handshake. 
Although uh, if she did get on a plane by herself, she would need like extra special attention from the flight attendants because mm-hmm. she's an unaccompanied minor. Yeah. That's yeah. just a whole other level of complication. Well, I mean, she ha- she had to have because uh, no no adults helped her unless it was like a driver or something like that. Anyways, um, I, that's a really good question. I, I, I'm guessing that this is a pretty well-known summer camp because like they've been going since like the early 1900s according to one of the photos it shows at the beginning of the movie because like at one point it shows a movie from like or a photo from 1917 it must be prestigious if it's an eight week summer camp yeah and how fortunate both parents independently found out about this camp the same summer without the internet send their daughter to that camp (laughs) at the same time was there even life before the internet uh so my question is is uh i honestly sam i can't answer that i never went to a sleepaway summer camp ever in my life me too Paige, we're just like connected on so many levels i had to explain aaron like so many things he's like what is this what a summer camp for ants no uh and he was (laughs) saying well boy they made friends real fast that is so unrealistic i'm like no that's camp you make oh, friends in six seconds, and then you spend your every waking moment together, and then you leave and never talk to each other ever again, and that's just camp. Hey, so uh, you thought it was really funny when they were, like, all packing up to leave and being like, call me, like, every day, okay? I'm like, like sweetheart, like, sweetheart. Oh, honey, you'll never see each other again. Not even <laughs> once. The beautiful Are running joke of the boy who thought he was being sent to an all-boys camp was beautiful. I, 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 Lohan's brother. Yeah. Yeah, I, I swear. It was like, I made a joke. It was like... Like, I thought this was a boys' camp. I'm like, oh, honey, no, this is a girls' camp. This is only for girls. Why are you a boy? And then it's like, mom, mommy, can you come pick me up? This isn't a boys' camp. I'm like, oh, shit, it's yeah, actually a boy. They disconnected their phones. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sorry, can't hear you. Ditched him for two months. <laughs> like, left him yeah. there. That poor kid is like just three years shy of where he would have thought that Nailing was awesome. It. Yeah. Like, yeah, perfect. Like, score, score, score. Uh, yeah. But. Like, I mean, the irresponsibility of these, like, camp runners who are apparently mother and daughter. The daughter being played by Janice from Friends. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a really fun connection. Uh, but, like, the irresponsibility of these two people. Because how do you, A, let a boy stay <laughs> in your all-girls camp? Yeah, where is he sleeping? The isolation yeah. happened until... Like, does he have a tent in the cafeteria? (laughs) (laughs) Mom, he fucked up with a bunch of ladies. (laughs) Mom, they're making me stay with the camp. Really suave or really gay? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna come out of that camp a changed man. But apparently he was popular. Not like like he made tons of friends. He's popular. He's like he's popular because he's sleeping a lot. But apparently he's popular. Yeah, he had a bunch of friends at the end. Um, I was like, he made lemonade. There you go. (laughs) He made lemonade. (laughs) I, so I loved all the activities the camp had, though, because, like, you saw people walking by with tennis rackets. They got their canoes. They got fucking well, archery. Fencing, for yeah. one, can I just say one thing about the fencing sequence? I wish you would. Like, Janice, I blame her because she was the adult in the area. Not a very good official because after the first five, six seconds of that of that bout, it should have ended because they, like, ran out of bounds. They started swinging and, like, poking at other stuff. And, like, th- that that's not how fencing works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> they were endangering the, endangering the other children that were there. They were running around other areas that were not designated for fencing. There's a reason the kids have protective face wear on. It's dangerous. 
as an adult, I watched that and cringe. I'm like, no, Xander, do something. And one of them was definitely going to get stabbed in the face because they hit that chair or lion or whatever. And it was like, no, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, I know those things are supposed to bend quite a bit, but like at one point it's bending and that thing was, looked like it was about to snap. Yeah, I mean they they're supposed to bend like that, especially when you go in for a really good lunge, but that was that was excessive. Yeah. Do you do fencing? Um not officially. I um I Did worked... you go to Chilton? <laughs> I was going to uh, say it was yeah. a Periscale Rory Gilmore fight. I was in a production of Hamlet a few years ago and I played Laertes who doesn't do much during the play, but he does come back and he fights Hamlet and dies. But the director is a very seasoned fencer, so he was telling us all the rules because that was the premise of this scene. He's like, this is going to be like a formal fencing match between you guys. So these are your parries. These are the moves you've got to do. This is the form you got to take. This is how the rules work. I'm like, okay, I'm going to retain some of this. So when you went up to Hamilton, you basically said, you know the rules, and so do I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know the rules, and so do I. Did you say that Hamlet's name was Hamilton? Because that's pretty fabulous, babe. No. I wish I was in a production of Hamilton. <laughs> it was a community theater production of Hamlet. Hamlet. I'm so sorry. I heard Ham and immediately <laughs> went like, you know, I love Lynn manuel Miranda. So oh, yeah, sure. Hamilton. Hamlet, so. Hamilton, Laertes, Lafayette. Yeah, you got there. Yeah, like literally like all my – because I've never seen Hamilton, so my, my brain was immediately like – Oh, you know, that's totally a character name in Hamilton, so. You excited for In the Heights? <laughs> Very. Yes. Yeah. Like, that actually kind of looks really good. <laughs> Should we have expanded on that? We were just like, yeah. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> yeah. a podcast. No one expects you to talk during these yeah. things. Okay. No explanation uh. necessary. If you are not excited for In the Heights, you are a monster. <laughs> uh, racist. I actually have a friend who um, I was in a wedding with who actually, like, has, like, a fencing and sword like dueling school so uh like i kind of wanted him to watch that scene and be like okay what is illegal and why <laughs> all of it yeah pretty much everybody gets pushed into a trough at the end yeah if so i'm in yeah well technically after what was i think it was hallie who was like going backward and backward and backward at a certain point she's out of bounds because the fencing like the place the area in which you fence is limited Sometimes the fence expands. Sure. Okay. It's deep, man. That's, <laughs> that's real a, that's deep. That's why it's called fencing, right? Kind of hippie summer camp fencing you do but <laughs> in the real world. Here in America. <laughs> um, what other things about this movie did we like? I mean, well, I, I do have some notes, and three of them coincide. Okay. So I love a woman who's prepared. First, just putting this out there, I would like a movie of just the parents on the cruise ship. Thank you. Ooh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> that Very would cool. be steamy as well as enjoyable. <laughs> um, unfortunately, Natasha Natasha Richmond's daughter, I think. <gasps> I didn't know yeah. that. I loved what? her. Oh. No, I oh, didn't know that. Being accident. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Liam Neeson's in Love Actually was actually annoying. Oh. Oh. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> well, pep back up. To bring it up, <laughs> I, really I actually, I actually meant to hit this button. <laughs> no, I think the rampant screaming was much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also wish 
wish that instead of like the beautiful picture of them like at each other in dinner, it was more realistic and them dress up like balloon characters in awkward poses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the awkward like him just holding the 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 oh, gun right, and she like, and she's got leg up so you can see the garter. Yeah. From my cruise ship experience, I know she was very beautiful. My dad has a torn up photo of her. <laughs> She's showing all the legs. Also, good thing they brought the same picture to camp. Yeah. Oh. So Paige, you didn't go to summer camp, but Sam, did you ever bring like a box of all of your family's photographs with you yeah. to camp so you didn't forget their faces? Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of the magazines, though. Absolutely, I brought like 60 magazines every time I went to summer camp. My mom would just give me just a pile of magazines to take to camp so I had something to read. So that was accurate. <laughs> yeah, like Bob. What do you mean reading at summer camp? Do literally everything else. You read at night. You, you get your little night. book lamp on your head and you go under the blanket so you can keep <laughs> reading. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh,. I did love that, like, she just, like, covered that little area with, like, all these pictures that she cut out of the magazine. It's just, like, just this huge collage. I would hope so. I would really hope so. How much had he done by that point? The Titanic thing? In 98. Well, the thing is, is he was a little bit of a child star before the, before Titanic, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did great. Yeah. But I do think that was and st- was it step by step? He was he, he was in a sitcom though. Growing pains. Growing pains. For for a little bit, he was yeah. Like an orphan, wasn't he? Yep. Was he old enough to be in Growing Pains? He was very young. Yeah. He. Leonardo DiCaprio, IMDb. Leo was a household name at that point. This was like right after Titanic. Yeah, and he was a heartthrob. Honey, you mean Hercules? Parenthood. Oh. Parenthood. That was it. Well, what? Oh, Garrett Trapp. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, purity takes work. Madame Oh wait, I have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm having too much fun with the soundboard. I'm supposed to go through all these things. While she does that, can I point out one of my favorite things about the new version versus the old version? Go right ahead. In the old version, they talk about how the parents were divorced and they eventually got back together. Not much time is given to the parents and their story and their relationship, and we don't really feel like there's much of a connection rekindling there. It's kind of like, oh, how cute. Our, our kid really wants us. But in this new version, they really take time to develop and kind of give us a, some insight into what happened between the parents, why things went sour, and they kind of kind of teased us a little bit and started alluding to the fact that like there were still some mutual feelings there. So when the reconciliation finally happened, it was so powerful. We had those moments of them when they're just by themselves and it that was terrific. I mean that was a very small portion of the movie, but it's arguably the most impactful part of the movie. It was very genuine. It was it was definitely yeah. a part where like like especially I mean it was very slapstick but like the part where um, Dennis Quaid walks out onto the um, the the deck the pool deck and is like trying to find her and he's he's not looking like just to like make sure she's there he's like honestly like 
seeing if he hadn't like not gone insane and was looking for her and looking for her and looking for her and then he like when he finally like sees her and like like things are going off like and then when he sees her it's a very genuine moment and like that smile of course melts my wife's heart but ah uh, Dennis Quaid is my first <laughs> my first little girl crush oh yeah Aww. I think when we were talking about it earlier where she's like oh she nerd is marrying him for his money only no he a snack like yeah she kept saying like like what is little Miss per- what does little Miss Perfect want with a guy who doesn't even tuck in his shirt? I'm like, bitch, have you seen this man? <laughs> like when she unbuttons his shirt, it's like hell and rich. Like I want, I want, I, I wish he would show more chest hair. I'm like, I mean, he was already showing a lot of chest hair. Like he's practically almost uncompletely buttoned. I mean, yeah. if you're thirsty, you're thirsty. Hair, that's just reach. You don't yeah. want to go that far. Also, <laughs> I was telling Sam earlier, like as we were both listening to the trivia and stuff, and I referenced. Dennis Quaid's fourth wife, who at the time of their engagement was 26, and the actress who played Meredith tweeted out, watch out for the twins. <laughs> oh! Oh, yeah. God. I thought that was like a widely known thing, and Sam didn't know it. I didn't know it was his fourth, fourth. marriage. Oh, Ooh. you're number four. Oh, yeah. yeah, like. Tame that sound, man. Guess not. I love Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer's on that same train. He's on like three or four. Yeah. And he's, and like his last one was like his mistress or something like that. It's mm. not a good situation. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam's right though. Like the new version from what you tell me, it's a lot more about these people actually like each other, not just our kids want us back together, so we may as well. That seems like so much more kid wish fulfillment than the newer one where it really it has to happen this way if the mom had broken up the dad and the fiance that would have been terrible that would have been an awful way to start the relationship all over again so it had to be this way he had to come to the realization of of course he only comes to that realization after his girls torment her to the point of insanity so i kind of feel like that was not the best time to break it off right then and there nothing really changed about her at all and i feel like they could have played that a bit more about him realizing that she just wasn't the kind of person he wanted to hang out with however her comedy is so spot on clicking the sticks that she goes back to the tent <laughs> yeah. which is a call back to the original movie yeah. oh, oh fun. okay so many things we yeah. didn't know were the callbacks <laughs> well, um, yeah, they spent more time in the original movie like showing the twins messing with uh, whatever Vicky. Vi- with Vicky, and just like explaining, oh yeah, you gotta hit the sticks together. That scares mountain lions away. Where it's like that's not really necessary. Like the camping trip is just supposed to be a means to an end. So yeah, I think, and I think that's just for people who are like, oh yeah, that was in the first one. Yeah, because when you look at both films, both the old one and the new one have the exact same runtime, two hours and nine minutes. But the new movie was a lot more smart with where they spent that time and what they developed. Mm-hmm. So like. It's crazy because I thought that the 1998 version was longer, but when you said that, I was like, oh, wow. Because, you know, in the 1998 one, they have, like, a slow build to when they finally see each other and talk to each other and figure stuff out, whereas a couple minutes into the 1961 version, they're meeting and talking. <laughs> so, like, like, and... <laughs> and hello, we're in the cafeteria. Oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, there was really no reason for them to start being mean with each other. No. Whereas in the new one, 
sure, they took it a little far, but like you can kind of get it because Hallie was feeling defeated because she was just humiliated in fencing, the thing she was brushing it at. So she lashed out a little bit, so Annie got defensive and lashed back, and that's how it sort of went. Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. Also, still not how did Annie and her friends get furniture on the roof? And why didn't her friends get in trouble, too? It was only right. Hallie and yeah. Annie. Like They were like, you and you. You guys are Sorry, going to the isolation jail. Maybe investigate that. Guy. Yeah, like. Well, Hallie went to try and stop Marva's, but the, the friends just ran off. They ditched her. Yeah. Terrible friends. Yeah, some great friends you got there, Hallie. Not really. But, like, yeah, exactly. How did possibly six, no, no less than three, but no more than six little girls get three beds not only out of the uh, bunks, but on top of the roof. In broad daylight. Yeah. In broad daylight. Because they were like they were all playing, playing tennis. soccer. Tennis. <laughs> they had their soccer rackets with them. <laughs> their soccer rackets. No, it, it was uh, basketball because they were wearing jerseys. Oh, my god! It was gosh. basketball. They were wearing jerseys. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sam. Basketball it was their basketball rackets. rackets. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, that, their arms were real tired after that. <laughs> yeah. And boy, are my arms yeah. tired. So anyway, the this is one of those rare examples where the remake actually improved upon the template they were given and made it better. A mm-hmm. lot of times, like, with these live-action remakes Disney is doing, I put live-action in air quotes for those listening, <laughs> they're really not doing much to improve on anything. They, it's mainly just a tech exposition with a lot of them. This Agreed. parent trap was, there was a lot of care and thought put into it. Especially going from live action to live action. Like, if you want to polish and get it right, this would be the way yeah. to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And, I, think and I feel like a lot of movies have done that. Like, um, what's the one the, where there's like 25 kids, and they merge families, also with Dennis Quaid? Oh, yeah. yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Mary, yeah Mary, great remake. Oh, no. The there's original was awesome. There's Married by the Dozen. Um, Oh, but the, yeah, I know which one they're talking about. Like, it's Renee Russo and Dennis Quaid, and she's like a hippie. Yeah, they're like moving to the lighthouse because they have so many kids. Yeah, yeah, and like the kids like prank each other, but then they like Why figure out. Plan in a lighthouse, Jesus! Get your exercise. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <sighs> I understand that. Kids. Where should we go? Fucking lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, sanity. Who needs it? You know what we should do? We should buy a zoo. Could it be that maybe these <laughs> movies are just silly? Could it be? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, dude, we should buy a bar. We should buy a bar. <laughs> we should totally buy a lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> we can jump that far. <laughs> just you guys. Yeah. So anyway, going back to it. Um, yeah, this, the remake was much smarter with how they used their time. And every moment had buildup and every moment landed. Whereas there were no real moments in the 1961 version I can think of. It was just like exposition and filler and then like, yay, happily ever after. It was yeah. very... Yeah, even the 61 version ending was bizarre because yeah. it's one of them waking up and saying like, I had to relive this dream. I thought I got married. Yeah, you lived it. You didn't dream it. <laughs> weird. Just show the wedding and be done. Yeah. <laughs> They literally tell don't show that. That's so strange. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like weird fuzzy flashbacks. I'm like, yeah, because that was real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do they have a, do they have a Martin and Jesse in the, uh, 
in the 1961 version? Sort of. Yeah. Like, but plus not, more. Not nearly as charming. Yeah, so they have Verbena is definitely the chesty. But they also have Hecky, who's like a farmhand. What, what kind of name is Hecky? Real weird. Verbena? <laughs> That's a scent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> new from uh, new from Old Spice. Verbena. <laughs> I got the I got that scent in my poopery. <laughs> and I think like lemon and verbenas are canned stuff in the kitchen too. Oh, it's a real thing, verbena. No, yeah. she's being absolutely serious. That's a scent. Oh, yeah. Sam oh. and I are over here like, like oh, that's a really funny You're joke. Such dudes. How much we know, right, Aaron? Yeah, exactly. And there like, is staff at the Boston home, but you don't really interact with them. Yeah, and there's a grandmother. Really? Is it yeah, a well, grandmother and a grandfather, or, or just? But I do equally like both grandfathers in both movies. And they both figure it out before anybody else. And they both love the phrase tall gangly thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, pipe tobacco and peppermint. Yeah, there are certain lines from yeah. the remakes that were pulled verbatim from the original movie. Yeah. Like I appreciate that. There are some things that like you could tell were a reference. Like uh when randomly Hallie just starts singing, Let's get together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was a reference, and I think when I was a kid, I didn't really get it or understand, but as an adult, I'm like, that's a reference. But, like, when you say, like, oh, there's lines that are pulled, like, there's a lot of times you don't even realize it, because I didn't realize that was a line pulled from the 61 version. You were describing yeah, scenes. Like a special little treat for the yeah. 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 For those who know what we're talking about, hey Yeah, but it's not so obvious it's going to, like feel like a weird flow issue let's get together from the original movie is another example of something that just went on for way too long and didn't need to the new movie instead used that time to have the boat scene Mm -hmm. which is a great scene Mm -hmm. because boats (laughs) (laughs) but then then going through all the trivia today like they actually just made a lot of different movie references that I didn't know, like the whole Dennis Quaid leaning over in the elevator thing is a reference to like a couple of movies. And um You talking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are you, Robert De Niro? <laughs> um flipped out. But yeah, it's just like this was made this was a movie made by people who loved other movies and wanted to incorporate their favorite bits for this one too. And knew how to make movies. Yeah. So I actually um want so my nostalgic roots with this is uh, uh I was actually watching the Disney Channel whenever this uh was coming out and the Disney Channel movie surfers were very much a thing uh when this was coming out and I can't remember if they had uh interviews with Lizzie Lohan at the time but they had like all these like little pieces of trivia and behind the scenes and stuff like that uh, so when Annie uh, wakes up with all the string running and like the girls have like the shaving cream, you know, wigs and stuff like that, uh, and Annie gets the water balloons and they're hopping in her feet and there's like the big guy that comes out, she actually had to wear a pin in her hair so that whenever it hit, because it would not pop, uh, so that when it hit, it would actually explode on her. I was That's like, That's a very good thing because it was something that big and heavy, not popping right away like that could that could cause some damage it mm-hmm. absolutely could uh but i just i always remembered that um because it's like coming up with the dizzy channel movie surfers <laughs> <laughs> show me what you like <laughs> um, oh man how the mighty have fallen she like peaked so high and then it's too hard yeah 
I don't know. I would say Herbie fully loaded with her <laughs> Oh my Aaron. God. Aaron. Oh, that is one thing I did want to talk about with you guys if we have time. Go for it. Little 11 year old Lindsay Lohan crushed this role. Like, there's so much nuance in both characters, and they're both so distinct, you forget that they're the same person. And then, to make it, to put even more layers on it, when she's Hallie playing Annie, it's like a different Annie. You can tell, like, there's another person under there masquerading, and the same thing with Annie being Hallie. Like, you can see the real person underneath. And yeah. it's like, it's, she toes that line so well as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kid, I, I took it for granted, but as an adult, I'm like, Damn, that's good. That is that takes skill. The effects are also good too. <laughs> it's it's so very good because you never feel like the effects are off. They composited the scenes so well. I don't think there was ever one part where it didn't feel like they were in the same room. And I feel like that's so impossible to achieve with all our modern day CGI. And I think yeah. they do it so good. Uh, On the rewatch today, um, you do notice that for as many shots as they can, you can only see one of their faces. It's like Lindsay Lohan and her body double. Yeah. There are some shots where it's both of them in their comps, but those are more time-consuming and more mm-hmm. expensive, so I guess they had to reduce those. Yeah, one thing when I was watching the 61 version, um, towards the beginning, they have a dance at the camp. Another scene that didn't need to happen. Exactly. Um, and there is, like, an all-out brawl between the twins. And I kept trying to see, like, oh, who's the stunt double, or who who is Haley Mills and who is the stunt double, you know, like, trying to figure it out because... You know, I think they covered it up well, and also there was, like, cake icing everywhere and, like, punch flying and whatnot, but, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, they did a pretty good job. I couldn't really tell who was who, so. Well, it's like, um, same with you talking about, like, how they, they were able to, like, she was able to bring out these, like, just um subtleties in these characters. Uh, The most recent example I can think of is, uh, um, uh, Belichick, Bellatrix Lestrange, uh, you know, harking oh, back. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, when Hermione Ninny plays Bill Belichick at the, you know, <laughs> you're you're thinking of the exact scene um, when uh, Hermione is playing Bellatrix uh, at the um, uh, Ministry of Magic, yeah. or is it Gringotts? At Gringotts, and Helena yeah. Bonham Carter has to pretend that Hermione is pretending to be her. So, like. It's it is a like a, a full on thing. Um that was uh like that that's the same kind of levels of uh uh of subtleties and intricacies. Um I actually you know what? I think they did that for the Jumanji movie too. The the one with the rock and um Kevin Hart. I think they actually had the 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 characters or the actors who played the real life counterparts actually like read the lines and kind of like describe what how they just see their characters as far as that movie goes jack black crushed it holy crap yeah (laughs) i need we need to watch the sequel but um everyone else kind of forgets different characters now sort of i I think a couple of them are the same there's a horse on the poster i really want one of them to turn out to be the horse because their horse is on that poster for a reason I, i wish i could play jumanji with my friends but i cannot for i am a horse (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah like it's a the harry potter example is a great one helena bonham carter terrific actress um but Lindsay lohan was a child yeah and was crushing that you know like just and even hallie and annie in the movie when they're checking out at the stafford who was the boyfriend in the first movie um 
they are trying to, you know, basically say like, oh, you don't know who's who. You can't take me back to London. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that one's definitely Hallie. Was also bossy. That could have also been how. So, like, even within the movie, I can see why so many people expected huge things from Lindsay Lohan, and it makes sense why there was too much pressure put on her too early. I think we do wrong by our child stars in any context. I think we do them real dirty, and I don't. I don't think it's their fault at all. Mara Wilson was actually up for this role, but they actually considered her too young. Like Mara Wilson is one of the few people who's managed to like. gracefully age into just being able to look back at her time doing this and have a clear look at what she was and what she did and who she is now in a way that I don't think all the poor Lindsay Lohan's and Miley Cyrus's could never hope to achieve. A few few people have really Oh god, yeah, my heart hurts too. Okay. Like Fred Savage, I think, did really well, all things considered, because he was going hard for so long but he played it smart he said he, he like wanted to go to college he didn't want to study acting he studied english decided after that that he wanted to go back to show business but mostly as a director anyway he he did well um and he helped his brother Culkin out too got messed up a little yeah. bit he's kind of on the mend um i don't know he's he's done a couple small things recently yeah. he's just quirky he's just a weird guy you know he's yeah. not like he's done anything bad although he was on drugs for a while but he's just he's just weird every time i see him in an interview he always kind of skirts the question maybe he like doesn't really get what the interviewer's trying to get at he just kind of seems like he's in his own little world yeah i think he um i i i, I He's been on, he he is definitely on well I I can't I can't really talk about it cuz I don't know his personal life that much but from the last couple times I've seen him in the most recent years I'm talking like the last two or three he especially physically he seems different like he doesn't seem like he's on drugs like he is like he's a junkie yeah. at the moment he he actually seems like he is on the mend in that situation so you know he legally changed his middle name to Macaulay Culkin so he's Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin, Culkin. Yes. My single is dropping. Stop. <laughs> yeah. My single, my single is dropping. He, he, has, he has a podcast and he's got like a website where a lot of his fans contribute. And he said, I will change my middle name and I'm going to put a poll up. So he had like four options up there. And he said, whatever gets the most votes, I'm going to do it. So the one that got the most votes was Macaulay Culkin. It's like, hi, thank you I for calling. Thank you for calling. Hi, thank you for How may I help you? How uh, may I help yeah. you? I really wanted to be Macaulay Bodie McBoatface McCulkin. <laughs> uh, that would have been a great one, too. Yeah, that would have been great. Our child stars turned out well, actually. Like, we hear about the ones who crash and burn, which is unfortunately way too common. Elijah Wood. Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood yeah. Frankie Muniz, I guess. He 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 had a great thing, but he retired. Like he like uh, they actually like someone says like, man, imagine being Frankie Muniz and blah 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 blah. He's like, yeah, retiring with twenty one million dollars in the bank account. You know, Neil Patrick Harris, NPH. Yeah, Neil I was Patrick just Harris. saying. He he had a time when he wasn't really doing anything, uh, like kind of in his teen early twenties. And then he resurfaced with like uh uh obviously with the uh, Held and Kumar movie, which is like his first resurfacing yeah. before How I Met Your Mother. But before that, he was doing a lot of theater, though. Yeah. What that, about that's maybe what I'm Emma thinking Watson, hmm. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe was an alcoholic. He was rolled. Oh, yeah, he, did? he was. Oh no. Oh, yeah. 
that he showed up to set hungover like most of the time no. by the six, seven, eighth movie. That's so yeah. sad. Rupert yeah, Grint. But he's, but he's been sober now for years. He's doing really well. So he, I think after some troubles, came out okay. Yeah. yeah. Rupert Grint just announced today that he is uh, going to be a father. That's wonderful. Aww. Oh, yay. Congratulations. Baby mama. Is he married? Um, mm-hmm. I don't keep up with him. Yeah, <laughs> I watched um, it. Hillary Duff. She turned out well, yeah. Yeah, Paige, I hope you're on the same list as me because literally on I Google, am. the top three things were child stars who died young, child stars who went crazy, child stars who turned out okay. Like, that's the best you can be. Ron Howard and Justin Timberlake still on that Yep, Ron yes, they are. Howard. Yeah, good old Ronnie. I also think it's like a different time, whereas, like, the people who quote unquote went crazy or had yeah. troubles were in the limelight in a totally different time. The other common factor with a lot of the ones who didn't turn out well is their family background. Like yeah. A lot of the ones who had took a dark turn, a lot of times their parents were like trying to steal their money and they weren't really supporting them and they were basically just pimping their kids out yeah. for more and more money and more gigs and it was just too much pressure. Yeah. Can we say that yeah. MKNA turned out okay? Who? <laughs> I mean, one, you could say killed Heath Ledger, but... Oh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Yeah. Uh, I mean, as a big MKA fan, like as as one who joined the fan club, as one who collected all the VHSs, and yes, as as one of, don't be ashamed. You chased your bliss, girl. We were all part of the fan club. We thought they were the most adorable things. No, I I loved them. They solved mysteries. They were detectives, and they sang songs. It was wonderful. Uh, no, don't be ashamed of that. <laughs> I'm more thinking of, like, the sleepovers. Oh, yeah. Making pizza. Yes. And the funny YouTube videos, yeah. too. Well, just, I like, oh. of of all of them now, I think Elizabeth Olsen is my favorite, though, so I'm a little biased oh, now. Oh, she definitely won. Yeah, she won point. that. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for her to make an appearance on Fuller House as Michelle, because oh, she looks like them enough. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, it's been stated that they are not going to return. So I think they've, I thought they wrote out Michelle completely. I have not watched a single episode because I'm sorry. My hot take is full. There were a couple moments in season one. Yeah, it's not a very good show. But there were a couple moments in season one where, like, they would make a comment, like, oh, where's Michelle? Oh, she's in uh, New York running her fashion empire. Then they all just slowly look at the camera. God. Then they go back to the scene. Too much. Oh my then god, they that's that's again, like, near the end of the season, and then Uncle Jesse looks at the camera and says, "Here's here's all the dead people. Come on." Yeah. So it seems and like they're somebody, open to it. Sam, who could answer any sort of trivia question about Full House, the the early season. I don't know how I got this trivia. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of uncanny. Yeah, my like Full House was on in my home a lot growing up. So when Fuller House came along, I'm like, "Oh, fun, cool, let's check this out." And then I watched it, and I'm like. Here's the thing. It is structured just like Full House was. Same characters, same actors. This is not a good show. <laughs> huh. So I'm guessing originally either TV standards have changed a lot or Full House was just never good and I wasn't seeing it. There it, it is. Full House was never good. And there it is. I'm sorry. That's bad. <laughs> it was terrible. Very dry, straightforward, multi-camera of that era. Yeah, but I just feel like there's more finger guns to the camera in the newer one. Yeah. If it was oh, all, I bet. If you went anyway, completely self-referential, yeah, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Speaking of which, I can confirm that Leah was in a season of Growing Pains. 
See, that's... I that, did look that up. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of. Also, he was apparently in a craft Singles commercial that I will be looking at on YouTube later. <laughs> the research has paid off. So, um, uh, my favorite things from this... Uh, how about we do a roundtable? Uh, our favorite a, things. Uh, our favorite things from this uh, as a roundtable, and then we uh, do kind of final thoughts and uh, close everything up. Sound good? Sounds great. Okay. Um um, unless Paige, you had more notes because I definitely do not want to cut you off on that. <laughs> Hit them all, except for is peanut butter a big thing in the UK? Hmm. I, don't, I, don't I thought that is. was just an America thing. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as big of a thing as. Yeah, because it's like, did Annie really like get Oreos and put them in peanut butter? It was because maybe Dennis Quaid showed Natasha Natasha Richardson and she got hooked, and then she spread that to Annie. Like, I could I could see that, but. I don't think I don't think it's as big of a thing um as it is in the US, but I don't think it's like non existent either. In the UK it's jam and marmalade. Like that's what you use. That's your spread bowl. But I think they still have peanut butter over there. I think it's I think it like Well clearly they do, but they just don't go for it. It's just yeah. not their yeah. thing. It's not as big of a thing. It's and not what, like P B and J and baseball and American those, pie. And one of those ask Reddit threads where it says, People of other countries, what's something weird about the United States that you think uh, that you want to talk about? A lot of people would say, like, what is America's obsession with peanut butter? There are peanut butter flavored everything. And, like, I don't hate peanut butter, but tone it down, man. I was like, yeah, that's a fair point. We love peanut butter. Well, peanut butter has been my saving grace because I gave up chocolate for, uh, yeah, I gave up chocolate for Lent. I. You going to go ham tomorrow? Um, Literally. (laughs) We're going to go ham in half an hour at this point. Yeah. I'm. we're We're recording this the day before Easter. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm I'm gonna try to like not let myself go ham on chocolate, but I definitely have like mochas and uh, some chocolate things I have been saving. We were definitely gifted two chocolate Harry Potter wands for Easter. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh my God, it's gonna be like part two Halloween for you. Yeah. Kind a little bit. I definitely have a little bit of Halloween candy left over too. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, the thing is, is like I didn't realize it was gonna be this tough, and it didn't give me the the. I mean, besides what it's supposed to do for Lent, but it didn't give me the results I was looking for. So I'm definitely not gonna do the shit. Because you again. supplemented it with root beer. That's not what I supplemented <laughs> it with entirely. But um, hey, we're we're all in distress right now. Weights <laughs> will fluctuate. Yeah, I mentioned this. I think maybe on our podcast, but I want to bring this up because Liz, you were involved. I've observed Lent precisely one time in my entire life. That was the year me and Elizabeth were roommates. And Elizabeth was saying, Lent is coming up. I'm going to do this because I always do. And I thought, out of solidarity, I'm like, you know what? I'll do it too. I've never done it before. Giving up something for 40 days seems like it could be a nice exercise. Um, Sure, let's let's give this a shot. So in my mind, I'm thinking if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go big. What's something that I use a lot or think I need a lot that I can give up and would actually feel like a sacrifice. I decided to give up meat for 40 days. Yeah. How long did you last? That was a stupid fucking idea. Oh, Aaron, I lasted the whole 40 days. You did? I I did. I was not happy about it, because you know what kind of foods have meat in them? Everything. The best kind! (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, on Easter Sunday, Liz, I think your mom sent us a ham. 
<laughs> You're so cute. I got us a ham. I went out to Kroger and got a ham and side dishes, and I set it up on our card table with our picnic chairs. And I yeah. said, get in and here. Mis- We're having Easter. I instructions on how to prepare the ham, so it was cold. But I'm like, I am eating this damn ham. <laughs> I've waited a month and a half for this shit. <laughs> We uh, went we went ham for the ham. Dude. And I, then you all showed me the South Park Easter episodes and I will not forgive you for that. <laughs> oh, is is that like Go Jesus Go? Is that the one with no, like the, the it was the the Peter Rabbit the But look even more closely. <laughs> um <laughs> Actually I wanna watch that now. Oh, um sorry. but the uh the worst one I have ever given up was soda because I didn't realize how much I was drinking at the time. And I was in the middle of a really good internship. And uh, I went through like two weeks solid of like about four o'clock when I would go to my internship, I would hit a sugar crash because I would normally would have it in the morning and my energy levels just dropped. And I would yeah. be in the middle of my internship. And I would just be like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to go home, take a nap. And, it, and like, I think they kind of screwed over my internship a little bit. So, um, Sophomore year at my first college, they gave us the elevator, <laughs> and I live on the sixth floor of the building. So. Okay, that yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And so to do laundry, the laundry machines were in the basement. I would shove all my laundry in the elevator, hit one, run down the stairs, and go get it. <laughs> <laughs> that's so amazing. I love the ingenuity of that. <laughs> you're still technically using your elevator, but you're not riding in it. So eh, asterisk. Easy. All right. All this to say, whenever you guys come around, like time for Lent, I'm like, "Yo, hats off to you. I'm gonna be over here eating my meat, eating all my meat, and smoking cigars, and drinking soda, and doing all those things." (laughs) It it, like I've broken twice this entire time, literally because right after Lent started, um, I was so sick, um, not with the corona, uh, I was so sick, my tonsils for the first time in my life had swollen up so bad that they were almost completely closed and my uvula was pointed the wrong direction oh no yeah and i had gotten um a huge broken yeah i gotta share this story no this is a good story so we go into the doctor's office the emergency medical office and the doctor comes in and pokes him and he won't open his mouth because he physically can't and he can't make any sounds and she says okay i'll be right back comes back and she's like okay we're gonna give you some shots i need you to pull your pants down he lays down onto the mat with his pants down and his butt cheeks in the air she's like okay we're gonna have to do two shots uh, so we're just going to talk about stuff while it's happening to make it go faster. Okay, okay. And she sticks the needle in his butt. Over the next 60 seconds, she slowly depreciates the plunger into his ass while she talks to me about just current events and what's going on on television as Aaron is holding my hand like he's giving birth. S- can't scream because his tonsils are in the way. And then eventually oh. lets go. and He just, like, sl- slumps a broken man. But it did save him, so... I yeah I got a, a, steroid? a steroid or like epinephrine what both steroids and, and antibiotics. antibiotics one yeah. in each hip it was unpleasant <laughs> and um I like I had not eaten anything and I couldn't really drink anything like I could but I couldn't really I definitely couldn't eat anything at that moment they're like you know you probably should have something in your stomach I was like. And we were we had to go grocery shopping. It is the second day of Lent, and Aaron says, "Can I please have a mocha from Starbucks?" And I'm like, "Yes." And like we're literally like we're about to pay, and I'm like, "Wait, it's Lent!" Like I'm like I have to like 
It, I it, knew this. He had forgotten this entirely, you know, because he was almost dead. <laughs> like, I woke up in the middle of the night feeling like I had something stuck in my throat. And, like, I kept trying to like, cough. It, it, no, it was my uvula. And I kept, like, trying to cough it up. And, like, and like sometimes, like, I've had phlegm get stuck in my throat. And I, like, I was, like, trying to clear it and try to clear it. And, like, you know, then I, like, I physically, like, put my fingers down my throat trying to, like, pull it out. And, it, like, and I pulled and, like, and then all of a sudden my gag reflex It's such happens. a five-year-old thing to do. And you wake me up in the morning. It's four thirty in the morning, Elizabeth. Something's wrong. What's wrong? I, I, I don't know. But something's wrong. Okay. Are you living? Yes. Are you breathing? Yes. Lay back in bed for two and a half hours, and then we will get up and go to the doctor because no one is open right now. Just suck it up. <laughs> I think I managed to fall back asleep, but it was hard because like every time like it would sink back down. My gag reflex are like I would want to cough it back up. It was so. We bad. have gone completely off topic. Just one hundred percent. So, sorry. Favorite things. Favorite things. Um, Liz, why don't you start? Oh boy, gosh. Favorite thing about this is saying that you don't have to be brave all the time, because it's just such a good character descriptor of this woman, who I'm sure for the past eleven years has put on a brave face. And been superwoman and everything, and realizing that I can't. There's no way I can make this work. I have to be logical, even though it is killing me. So it's just nice that he just disarms her just a little bit, just that way that you don't have to be brave all the time. I thought that was sweet. Paige, what was your favorite moment? And Dennis Quaid. And Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Paige, what was your favorite <laughs> moment? Um, I kind of mentioned it before, but um, as far as people reuniting. I don't know why, but the one that gets me the most is when Hallie meets her mom. Mm. Um, she's like running up the stairs in the slow motion and stuff. And Natasha Richardson is looking beautiful in her pearls. And like, I don't know. I just always cry the hardest with that one. <laughs> no particular reason why. I am mama's girl. <laughs> <laughs> We've met your mom. She's adorable. There's no reason to apologize for that. <laughs> it makes sense. And then also. Um, I, they mention it in both movies, but like, there's something about going into your teenage years and being without a mom. Like, you're there to fight with them. You're there to cry in their arms. You're there to get advice. Like, there's something about meeting your mom at that age that I just, I feel like that would be so powerful. Yeah. The end. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Sam. Uh, my favorite thing is the parents storyline like i alluded to before the the new movie gave their backstory and their arc so much more time and so much more development it was great it was very much needed and the two actors knocked it out of the park so having that extra level of empathy and engagement with those characters makes the payoff even better because the premise of the movie the goal from the onset is to get the parents back together when they finally do decide to get back together you feel it not just for the kids but for the parents too because you kind of get an idea of what they've been through and what they've been dealing with so very well done on the part of the filmmakers i give them two thumbs up well um my favorite things are probably the relationships between everybody um you know the relationship between hallie and jesse or you know eventually annie and jesse martin and annie um, the parents and their respective twins, 
um, and then you know eventually you know each parent with both twins, uh, and then just everyone's relationship uh, for the most part just very very much seems genuine and uh, real. Um, I love Martin and Jesse. Uh, yes. Just so much. I, I think those were perfect castings, and just they did a great job. Um, and then I think I discovered with this most recent viewing, which was literally earlier today as, as it was for you guys, um, I'm pretty sure I don't remember really doing it beforehand. This movie may have given me my love of chocolate and peanut butter combined. <laughs> mm. Yep. Which uh, that, if is, you, that is fair to say. Yeah. What's funny is Nancy Myers was asked about that a while ago, and she said, like, no particular reason. She put that in there. She's like, I thought that was just a quirky thing that a 11-year-old kid would do, and uh, it's quirky enough where if someone else does it, you might bond over it. Yeah. But it's a great combination. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Um, I love chocolate and peanut butter, and people give me strange looks all the time. Uh, I they're Down in Savannah, where Sam and Paige live, there is a wonderful little diner uh, called Goose Feathers, where I get the most obnoxious concoction of a waffle with chocolate chips, and I put peanut butter on it, and then I put syrup on it, and it is delicious, and it is so calorie-filled, and then I get sausage with it, and I am content. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's two meals worth right there. You, you get your money's worth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, so. Um, Going back to one like little Nancy Myers thing, so her daughter's names are Hallie and Annie, and at the end she de- she dedicates it just to Hallie. I did see that. What's up with that? Well, her uh, husband made a movie back when their daughter Annie was younger. Uh, that one was dedicated to Annie. Okay. So oh. they used to have one okay. movie for see, each girl. I took I it. I took it as is for Haley. As in for Haley Mills. Oh. That's what I took it as. But I could be wrong because I don't know how Haley is spelled. Because Hallie and Haley are pretty close. They are. So. Haley's had her time. We're good. Yeah. And I, both daughters were in But the she movie. didn't. She got kicked off of uh, Saved by the Bell. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Was she? She was Miss Bliss. You know, here's here's my dirty secret. I never really watched Saved by the Bell. Don't. Zach Morris is oh. trash. <laughs> Zach Morris is trash. Yes. <laughs> I've only seen that. I haven't actually watched Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Don't watch Saved by the Bell. Just watch the awesome uh, series Zach Morris is trash because that is perfect. Okay. So, and this is a perfect note to end on. Um, so, Sam and Paige, thank you so much for joining us. Throughout this entire process, we love you guys so much, and we miss the ever-loving crap out of you guys. We hope you guys are staying safe out there. And the next time you want to pick a 90s nostalgia movie for us to watch and bond over again, we're in all the way. I think I already know what I want to say, and we kind of brought it up. I'm not going to say what it is on air, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Literally. Thank you guys so much for having us. We, yeah, love, we love doing this with you, especially now when we need to connect with our friends more than ever. And I'm glad we saw you in February before all this hit. Yes, exactly. It could not have happened at a better time. And it was for the best reason, too. Uh, so I hope to have you guys on again real soon. Um, and we got time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, do you guys have any last minute plugs or any last thoughts or anything? 
Now, I'll just say for everybody listening out there, um, you know this is a crazy time, and we're getting a little antsy having to self-isolate, but please, please, please continue to do so. The sooner we all fall in line and keep our distance until this all blows over, the sooner we can all go back to normal. Wash your hands, wash your butt, mind your chicken. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wives inside your house, because Corona is coming. Corona yep. coming out everybody, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Liz, do you have any final thoughts you want to get out? Just that he's Aaron. And she's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea.